I was wondering if he was ever going to give me my pulpit back. Will you? I have faith in God. You know what Justin was saying. I know a lot of times people walk in a church like this and go, you talk about money too much. Not really. You do. Six and a half days a week you talk about money. We all do. We all do. Fred Price got a hold of the prosperity message. And he went into the ghettos in L.A. The ghetto. And he built a church out of people that were on welfare. And he began to preach the gospel to them. Within, I'm going to say, 10, 15 years, most of those people owned their own business. And a good number of them were millionaires. God don't want you broke. You know, you watch other people have money and then you, you kind of wish you had it. You don't have to wish. That's right. And it, the, the whole point of preaching on prosperity is for you. Now, you hate being broke. If you don't, you have something wrong with you. You do. And so you, you're not going to hear too much of it. If you have the mindset that the church is after your money, I want to give you, an, I want to give you a, listen to me, Walmart is after your money. The government is after your money. Everybody outside the walls of this church is after your money. God is the only one with the money that would love to give you some. Get your head and screw it on right. God wants you blessed. Now the good news is you don't have to ask your husband. You don't have to ask your wife. You don't have to ask your parents. You can get rich even though nobody agrees with you. But you have to learn to listen. Amen? Amen. That's my take on it. See, I did a whole lot better than Justin. Okay, go to Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 10, verse 13. But I don't have a suit like that yet. Not yet. Not yet. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. I'm going to talk about two kinds of knowledge this morning. I don't know whether two kinds of righteousness. That's not written. That's close. Two kinds of knowledge. I had something happen to me. During, well, by the way, we, Lisa and Justin and I went up to Tennessee. We went hunting. Yes, Justin got three deer. <laughs> and I got one. <laughs> but I have to defend myself. I'm tired of skinning deer. I let Justin shoot them all. Let him skin them, and I'm going to go to his freezer and get all the meat I want. No, no, in all reality, um, I, I went up there with the attitude, there's this huge buck, and he is big. And him and I had a 30-yard face down, and my gun misfired. And if you've ever heard a deer praising the name of Jesus, I've actually heard one say, Hallelujah when my gun misfired on me. And um, I did not say hallelujah. I was very discouraged. I had to encourage myself in the Lord. So anyway, um, we had a lot of fun. One of the things that happens to me when I get out of here, we have a very good church here. Amen. We have a very good church here. You know, this morning I listened to Chloe preach. Did she do a great job? She's going right now. Her and her and Melody, and then they, um, Caleb's going back to the military, and they're and they're 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 sending him off right now. But you know, you listen in this church. People like Justin, people like Megan, we people like Barbara Neff. You think about you think about the wisdom, you think about the word that you have. But I want to make a statement to you: outside the four walls, it isn't there. And, and, and um, I, had an, I had something happen to me that was kind of a shock. And, and it, it always is when I walk out of the walls of our church. It, it's a shock. We get around people, and you realize how much they do not know. They, they know very little. But most people, and, even, and I'm talking even people, go to church lack a basic knowledge of even salvation. Isn't that amazing? Did that not amaze you? It, it concerns me. I feel 
like a school teacher who leaves and goes home and finds out that nobody back home can read or write. You, 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 you sit around and go, Where'd you, did, did anybody go to school? And, and so it, you, you're answering questions for people, basic, like, how do I know I'm saved? And like, okay, let's start with John 3, 16. And, 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 and then, boy, I hope y'all are listening. You, you begin to realize that we have something going on here, but it needs to get out. We need, we need to get this message out. It needs, uh, Wednesday night, um, I preached a message. Well, I didn't preach anything Wednesday night. I, I let a guy, uh, Pastor Pittman, I think that's his name, the Baptist pastor, and I showed a video of him where he died and went to heaven, and God chewed him out for being selfish. And he said that while he was there, in the 15 minutes he was there, 50 people entered heaven. Two, hmm? 2,000 went to hell. 50. Uh, it was out of 2,000 people, only 50 made. Only 50 made. He said an average of 2.5% of the people in America are, are ready for heaven. 2.5%. Now, that, that concerns me. Should it you? It, it should concern all of us. At, at the lack, and what I've, what I've learned is there is a huge lack of knowledge, a huge lack. So I'm going to talk to you about two kinds of knowledge. There is a knowledge that God wants you to have. It's called revelation knowledge. And we're going to talk about how to get it and how to walk in the knowledge of God. I want you to grab a hold of this today. Amen. So in, in Matthew 10, 13, um, I think that's right. No, no, I messed up someplace. Anyway, I'll figure it out. Anyway, Jesus, Jesus is, is talking to Peter and he asked this question. He said, who do men say I am? Now, don't you think about this for a minute. We are now looking at the gospel backwards. We're here in the year 2023 looking back at Jesus walking the earth. We know who he is. They did not. They didn't have a, they didn't have a Bible um, school. They didn't, they didn't have uh, their own New Testament. They had no knowledge. And, and so, so Jesus is walking the earth, and he's doing miracles for sure, but, but yet he pulls his disciples and says, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, some say that you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah the prophet. Others say you're one of the prophets. Now, put yourself in their shoes for a minute. They're not born again. They're walking around with this guy. There's miracles happening. But, but, but they have no knowledge that this guy that is standing with them is God incarnate. They have no knowledge of this. And yet, he says, Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus turns to Peter and said, Peter, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah, flesh and blood didn't tell you that. God did. Now listen to what I'm going to say. There is a knowledge that, is, that your five physical senses will never find. Think about that for a minute. If you are a feely, touchy, uh, everything has to be, I, 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 I've never seen it, I don't feel it, then you are extremely limited because you have five physical senses, but it can only tell you what can be found out in the natural realm. There's a lot of information that you cannot find without a Bible. I'm going to say that again. If, if you're not reading your Bible and you are not full of the teacher who Jesus sent to teach, you are going to remain very ignorant of truth. Jesus said the truth will set you free. Now, I'm gonna, I got a little book here called Two Kinds of Knowledge where I stole, I stole the title. And he makes a statement here. He says, the Bible is a 
revelation. The Bible is a revelation from God. It's revealing something that you can't find anywhere else. There's stuff in that book that if you don't know it, you'll go through life and never find it. Never. All right, here's one of them. It is the revelation of the source of life. Without a Bible, you would never know the source of life. You've gotten people right now that are looking all over the earth for the origin of man. It's called Genesis, darling. You take Genesis out, you'll, you can't, you know, I don't care how much you want to do the, 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 the fire hit the water that hit the mud that turned the tadpole into a frog that became a dog, a human, a cat, a chicken, and a human, and became a monkey. And listen, stop. That takes more faith than I've got. I have no, first of all, where'd the water come from? Where'd the mud come from? Where'd the fire come? It's called a big bang. Yeah, God said bang, happened. All right. Now, it takes more faith to believe that, but you know, you're looking for, you're looking for stuff, and you're looking in all the wrong places. But without, without a book of Genesis, you would not know it. And you have to take it at face value, because he said. All right, let me show you another one. It is a revelation of sin and its origin and man's redemption from the dominion and authority. There is no way to understand Satan. There's no way to understand sin. There's no way to understand redemption without a Bible. Impossible to do it. So you have to be someplace where someone's actually preaching the Bible. And you have to place it higher than the eight years of complete ignorance that you got for a lot of money. That they took all the books when you were gone and threw them in the trash because they're outdated. Oh, boy. It is a revelation of the why. How do, what, what, you know, there's a war going on right now. Who, who's, who does Palestine belong to? Well, the Bible says God gave it to Abraham. Say, well, do you believe that? Absolutely. That, see, that ends the argument. But that's knowledge revealed through the Word. You throw the Bible away, you don't have any idea what's going on. And, and most don't. It is the revelation of the most outstanding character in history, the man of Galilee. You'll never know who he is. You'll never know God incarnate. I'm, I sit with people, and, and, and they, they ask me questions about, uh, um, um, about Jesus. They ask me questions about the Bible, and, I, and, I, and, and they'll say, well, I have a question for you. I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I prayed and prayed, and um, I prayed for God to heal me, and he didn't. And I say, well, he did. No, he didn't. And I say, well, the Bible says that he already paid your debt. Well, my grandmother, what does your grandmother have to do with God lied? Your grandmother said, so the Bible's not true? And, and I'm, I sit with people and I look at them and I go, darling, you, you just called God a liar because of your grandmother. I said, I don't, your grandmother might have been sweet, but she's not God. And she could be ignorant. Oh, not my grandmother. Yeah, your grandmother could have been ignorant because she went to a church where the pastor was ignorant and his mother and grandmother were ignorant. Don't shout me down. And what I'm going to tell you this, and I want you to understand this, this knowledge is for you if you want it. But it's a choice you have to make. God's not making choices for you. You're as smart or as dumb as you want to be. Well, I'll tell you what I think. That's a problem. <laughs> okay. It's a revelation of the new creation. Do you know most Christians, and I'm, and I'm talking out of the two and a half percent. I say, okay, tell me what a Christian is. Well, I believe in Jesus and I'm forgiven. I said, well, that's that's a good start. It is not true. I said, you're a new creation. 
999 and 9 tenths of the Christians that I've met have no concept of a new creation. They're a forgiven sinner. We're talking pastors that don't even know the book of Revelation. The book of Romans teaches a righteousness by faith in Jesus. You ask them, well, there's none righteous, no, not one. That is kindergarten truth. Kinder, that's bottle truth. And the average preacher doesn't know it because he went to a seminary, cemetery where they used 500-year-old German theology books and never opened the Bible one time. And you want to know what in the world is wrong with America? Say, not me. me. See, listen, I'm not preaching this because I just want to be cute. I'm taking you someplace you've never been before, if you'll go with me. I'm going to take you places you've never been. So without a word, without the word of God, it's a revelation of heaven and and hell. It's a revelation. Don't wait till you die to go, dang, they were right. This isn't a Pac-Man game. What's the newest game? This is Pac-Man's my ear. Where you play a video game and you get to do it again. Honey, you're not going to die and hit a button. Okay. Um, Where's the button down here? I I need to do this game over. There ain't no button. All right, never mind. I'm I'm going to do too much. Go to John 6, 63. Just put it on the screen. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak are spirit and life. God is a spirit. Now listen carefully what I'm fixing to say to you. You are a spirit. Anytime God is going to talk to you, He's not talking spirit to brain. He's not talking spirit to flesh. He will only talk spirit to spirit. So if you're trying to figure out truth in your head, well, I don't, I don't, I didn't hear what I don't, I don't hear God well. You don't hear God in your brain. He doesn't talk to your brain. Think about this for a minute. When Jesus walked the earth, there were people who still didn't know who he was. Just because he shows up and does miracles still doesn't mean you get it. Unless you are spirit to spirit, God, you will never understand the truth. There is a knowledge of God hidden for you, not from you. All right, boy. John 16. John 16, let's go. If y'all stay quiet on me, I I got the clock. And it can go on forever and ever and ever. Slip out like you're going to the bathroom and don't come back. Just go, hey, honey, let's sleep out. John 16, now listen to this, John 16, verse 5. Now I'm going to go away, and him who asked me, says, uh, none of you asked me where you're going, because I've said these things, sorrow filled your heart. Nevertheless, I'm going to tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I don't go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Who, who is him? Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. You know, you know that other guy, God the Father, God the Son, and that other person, the bird dude, you know, the bird guy. And when he has come, he'll convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, of sin because they don't believe in me, righteousness because I go to my Father, you see me no more, of judgment because the rule of the world's judge. I still have many things I want to say to you. He's talking to people that weren't saved yet i got a lot to say to you. Why could he not share it? They weren't born again. Their spirits, they could not hear spirit truth because they were spiritually dead. Jesus said, I'm going to go to the cross, and they went, no, you're not. 
Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. And when he died on the cross, they, they all lost it. And then he came back, got among them, and he ripped them a new one. I told you I was coming back. I know, but we didn't believe you. They were incapable. A sinner is incapable of truth other than if you don't start him with Jesus, if you don't get him to Jesus, forget. Don't talk to a sinner about tithing. Stop. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Well, I think Oral Roberts, shut up about Oral Roberts. You need Jesus. Jesus, you need to be born again, period. If you don't get born again, the rest of everything we talk about means nothing. Until your spirit's alive unto God. The rest of the Bible is a closed book. All right, let's move on. Okay, I have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all what? How much? Are you serious? You can actually understand everything in your Bible. You most certainly can. But without him, you'll never know anything. Think about that for a minute. If the Holy Spirit doesn't show you, you won't know anything. Now, how many of you have family members? You, you try to talk to them about Jesus, and you try to talk to them about Jesus, and you try to talk to them about Jesus, and you try to talk to them about Jesus, and they just look at you like you've lost your mind. You need to pray that they have a revelation. You're going to go to hell, and you need Jesus. And they need to wake up and go, I don't want to go to hell. I think I need Jesus. Until, until the Spirit of God draws them, they're not coming in. They don't, they don't even understand basic salvation. But we, we have a lot more to cover. Y'all are nodding now. Oh, my God. Amen. And 97.5% and, and don't get it. That's a lot of people going to hell. That's a lot of people going to hell. When salvation's free. All right. When he, the Spirit of truth, to come, he'll guide you in all truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he'll speak. And he'll even tell you things that are going to come. He will glorify me. He'll take what's mine and declare it to you. All things the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he'll take what's mine and show it to you. Now, having said that, is it possible for you to have revelation knowledge of the Word? Absolutely. But it's a knowledge you can't find with your eyes, your ears, your feeling, or anything. You can't find it. You can only find it here as Holy Spirit reads your Bible to you. That's heavy thinking. Now, this is a heart issue. Because until your heart is right, he ain't going to talk to you. When I got born again, I, 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 I think I'm getting ahead of myself. I was in my house one day, and I, and I asked the Lord a question. You know, I, I saw all these big, super-duper preachers, and they all had these really deep, deep messages, like Fred Price was on faith, and Kenneth Copeland preached prosperity, and Brother Hagin preached faith, and, 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 and people preached, you know, and, and I wanted to have a really, really deep message. And so I asked God, I said, give me something deep. And I bugged him about it for about a month. He ignored me for a while, but finally I, he said, finally one day he said, would you like for me to give you the deepest revelation in the Bible? I went, yes. I said, watch out, Kenneth Copeland, here I come. I did. You know, God puts up with a certain amount of stupidity. And he started off, he said, God became human. Walked the earth as a man. Died on the cross rose from the dead, and sat down at the right hand of God. And I hadn't started writing yet. 
And he stopped. I said, <laughs> he said, that's it. And I went, I said, I know that. And he thundered. He said, no, you do not. You go learn what that means. Man, I took off trying everything in my power. I read my Bible, and I read my Bible, and I read my Bible for one bit of truth, Kenny. What's a Christian? I, I knew that if you believed in Jesus that you're a Christian, but, but how does a man get born again? How do you get saved? I mean, I, I, knew, I knew none of that, and it was a mystery. And it drove me, and I read, and I read, and I read, and I read, and when I finished, I knew nothing. Isn't that amazing? I'm reading scriptures, and the Bible is dead. I mean, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Okay, y'all are looking at me like a dog at a new bowl. Has anybody other than me ever read the Bible and went, This makes no stinking sense. Well, without the Holy Spirit, we're all there. So one day, one day, I'm reading Brother Hagin's book, The Authority of the Believer, and he talks about those prayers in Ephesians. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. And, and, and he said that he prayed these prayers how many times? Two or three times a day for how long? Six months. And then the Holy Spirit began to show him stuff in the Bible. And I went, okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I, I. So I called a lady at Rama that I know. And I said, have the whole student body pray this prayer for me. She didn't. She knew that she didn't need to get everybody at Raymond to pray for me. She just prayed them for me herself. Now, think about this. I didn't even pray them for myself. Listen to this. I don't cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayer. This is Paul. That the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I needed that. See, listen to me. Listen. Without Holy Spirit, without Holy Spirit, you'll never have it. Never. I'm sitting in my house on the couch, and I looked up, and in my, in my kitchen, a bubble came through the wall. Now, don't ask me how I saw it. I have no idea. A bubble came through the wall, and it came across the living room, and it hit me on the couch. And when it did, it almost knocked me off the couch. It was the power of God. And when that bubble got in, when I got in it, he said these words, no man goes to hell for sinning. I've already paid their debt. And then supernaturally took me from John 3, 16 through 20 and showed me that all men are dead in sin until they're made Jesus Lord. And the minute that they make Jesus Lord, they're born again of the Spirit of God. We're saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves as give God. And instantly I had a complete revelation of how a person gets saved. And I'm like, well, Shonda. And I started telling my Pentecostal friends that, and they said, well, that's a lie, man. You cut your grass, you'll go to hell. And if you cut your grass, and see, even then, the church, the people I knew that were Christian, they had, they had no knowledge. Just that one piece of information changed my life. Drove me around the world preaching the gospel to lost people and seeing thousands come to Jesus. One bit of, re just one revelation. But yet it didn't come from my five physical senses. It came because Holy Spirit took the Bible and pulled the veil back and said, let me show you what this means. The world needs Jesus. The church needs Holy Spirit. Now, now let me read another one to you. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's go over there. For this reason I bow my knee to the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, whom the whole family in heaven and earth's name 
that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. Christ would dwell in your heart by faith that you would be rooted and grounded in love and be able to comprehend or understand with all the saints the width, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ that passes what? Knowledge. You cannot grasp the love of God. You cannot grasp faith with your mind. You can't know it. People, I've done this so many times. I take a scripture and I quote it and I quote it. It don't mean anything to me and it don't work because I'm quoting it out of my head. We're hearing the faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith, but yet, but yet there is a knowledge from God, a knowledge that works. Okay, I just got you started. Now go to 1 Corinthians. Mm, I think it's 12. I think that's what. Yeah, let's go over there. 1 Corinthians 12. Let's just go over there. I've got to go someplace. I think it's two. But that's not it. Uh, I, yeah, I want you to go to two. We'll go to two. We'll go back to 12 in a minute. Go to 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 2. Fasten your seatbelts. Y'all are quiet on me, but it's okay. I realize we have a lot of Baptists today. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. I, brethren, when I came to you, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech or the wisdom declaring the testimony of God. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He said, I basically stayed very basic with you. Jesus died, rose from the dead, and you're saved. He said, I just stayed real basic with you. Some people stay basic. Don't, don't, don't go deep. You'll, they'll drown. You can, there's babies. You, 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 can, you have to mash food up for babies. If you give them peas, smash them. Don't y'all remember those days when you played airplane? Airplane, open the hangar. Yeah. Never mind. If you have boys, it's a whole different world. You have to play airplane to get them to eat. Justin still has to play airplane to get him to eat his peas. <laughs> Verse 3, I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. My speech, my preaching was not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power, so your faith would not be in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. However, we speak a wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age that are coming to nothing. The world doesn't have any idea. They have zero. Zero. Knowledge. They don't have any knowledge of God. Not even basic. That's sad. I've been watching the war in Israel. You know what concerns me is not the war, but how many people are going to hell? All of them. I've heard that Jesus has appeared to, to many Muslims in Gaza. And the people are getting born again, but he's, he's appearing to them himself. Now I'm going to give you a revelation here. God loves sinners. He don't want them going to hell. He cares about sinners. I mean, he kind of wishes we cared about what he cares about. Okay, we'll get into that later. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom God ordained for the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew it had they known it. They'd have never crucified the Lord of glory. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered the heart of a man, the things God prepared for those who love him. In other words, you can't know it. Now look at this next one. But God, say but God, has revealed them to us, say us, through his spirit. Holy Spirit will teach you anything you want to know. Outside of Holy Spirit, you know nothing. Well, I got eight years of higher education. Well, that's wonderful. And it'll do you good this side. 
And there's people dying every day going to hell with eight years, 12 years, 14 years of college. And they're just ignorant. They're, ign they're ignorant. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. The only person in this earth that knows God is Holy Spirit. Don't look at me and say, we don't believe that. He's not a that. He's a person. Boy, that's good preaching right there. Some of y'all look at me. I'm thinking I'm getting, I think I'm getting where he's going with this. What man knows the things of a man except the spirit in that man? You know, there's things that go on in me, and you don't know them. Lisa doesn't know them. Nobody knows it but me. The only person that really knows what's going on inside of me is me. If I don't tell you, you won't know it. Now, I can walk around acting happy and full and be living in hell inside, and you can too. There's a lot about God. The church doesn't know anything about him. Now, back in, now remember Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power went around doing good and healing all, all oppressed of the devil? Now, the church goes, God is the one knocking people in the head. Isn't it amazing? In, in 2,000 years, God and the devil swapped jobs, and the church, so dumb, they don't know it. Dumber than a bunch of rocks. Well, you know why God allowed that. You're dumb as a rock. You call God a good God, and you say you're good, and then you go to the hospital to get out of the will of God. That's dumb. You're dumb. Boy, I mean, I'm, it, it's getting quiet in here, but just... You, you know, you can only handle just so much stupid, and then you want to gather people in a church and go, can I help you all to get a little knowledge? you not be so dumb. Asking me questions like, how do I know if I'm saved? After you've been born again for 35 years? All right. You all know how quiet you are. That's okay. Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Spirit's from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Freely given to you, you can know them. All, all of them can, all of it. These things we speak in words, which man's wisdom teaches, not in man's, but the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now look at the next one. This is, the, this is the Mac Daddy scripture. Y'all ready? The natural man. Now, now, first we're going to talk about the man not born again. He is incapable of understanding God. He can't, without God showing up, he's not capable of knowing him. You can talk to him until you're blue in the face, and he still won't get it. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Those people down there in that church, that's absolutely the stupidest bunch of people. I mean, why do you get up on a Sunday morning and waste your time going down there to that church? That's a stupid person talking. Because Jesus is Lord and you're not. And without him, you can do nothing. But you have never figured that out. You're on your way to hell and happy about it and want to know why anybody would not want to go with you. That's as dumb as a rock. You're dumb as a rock. Why anybody would go down there and listen to that boy run around with a money suit talking about money while you're out busting your butt trying to make money. And then get mad at him because he's got a raptor and you ain't. Listen, listen. There's a lot of knowledge that you need. The natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God. Their foolishness, nor can he know them. They are spiritually understood. 
Now, now let's talk about carnal Christians. Because in, in 1 Corinthians 3.1, he said to the Corinthians, I couldn't talk to you as spiritual. I could only take you so far. You were unable to go further with me. Because you're, you're relying on your five physical senses. I feel, I feel, I feel. Did you ever think there might be truth outside of how you feel? There's angels in the room whether you feel it or not. There's devils in your car whether you feel like it or not. And your house laying in your bed waiting for you to come home tonight. Listen, there's all kind of stuff going on around you. Has nothing to do with how you feel. Can you live outside of the way you feel? You'd better learn to. God loves you no matter how you feel. He's on your side no matter how you feel. And no matter how it appears to you, it might be your fault no matter how you feel. All right. When I, when I was getting my pilot's license, one of the things that if you're a VFR pilot, now what that means, your visual flight rules only. They want you to stay out of the clouds. And everybody that gets a pilot's license believes they can fly in the clouds and, and we don't, they don't know why you make such a big deal out of stay out of the clouds because I can fly this airplane and a little cloud isn't going to bother me a bit. Wrong. You live 30 seconds after entering a cloud. No. Yes. So in order to prove it, because they don't want you in clouds, before they give you a license, they take you up, they put glasses so you can't see. And they cover the windshield so you can't see. And they take that airplane and they nosedive it and they pull it up and they turn it right and they turn it left and they get you all disoriented. And then they bank it hard left until it's laying over on its side. And they hand you the plane. And in order for it to bank, you have to have the yoke to the right. And the man says, what would you do to get out of this? The yoke is, I'd say, I would turn left. And he'd say, and you would be dead. And then they open your eyes and go, don't ever get in a cloud until you're instrument rated. And it scares the H out of you. Because your feelings told you you were turning the other way. Your feelings told you you were diving. Your feelings tell you you're climbing. And the airplane ain't doing nothing. Your feelings lie. And they're not God. Some of you feel like God hasn't heard you. It's a lie. You feel like he doesn't care. It's a lie. You feel like Jesus is not Lord. It's a lie. So God wants to get you past how you feel and get you over on the word of God that doesn't lie. The instruments in the airplane don't lie. This does not lie. This is true. Everything else can be a lie. This is the truth. And God wants you on this. But the problem is, this is revealed knowledge. No way to get it outside Holy Spirit. Now, are y'all ready? Because we're fixing to go Mac Daddy number two. Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Now listen to me. 1 Corinthians 12 now. No, I never did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't really know them because they're really this spiritual man judges all things. Okay, I got that. Okay, I got that. 13, 1 Corinthians 12. Now concerning spirituals, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 
If the Holy Spirit doesn't show you he's Lord, you'll never know he's Lord. And the minute you open your heart, he'll show you that he's Lord. The minute you get on your face and go, God, I am not God, and you are God, and I'm not God, and I want you to show me, and he will show you. I don't care who you are. You could be a Muslim in Gaza underneath a tunnel, and you cry out to God, he'll show up. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There's differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There's diversities of activities, but the same God. The manifestation of the spirit is given to each one to profit. To one is given a word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, a word of knowledge. A word of what? Knowledge. Okay, okay, hold on now. Hold on. Where am I going? How many of you would like to grow in knowledge of God. The door is called praying in tongues. Yeah, but I'll tell you, that don't make sense. Your brain is a drop of water and God's brain is the Pacific Ocean. Don't battle wits with him. You're not that smart. If he said it, it's true no matter what you think. Well, that's too strong for y'all. Now, remember we said the foolishness of God. The foolishness of God. It trumps you. God in his goofy days is smarter than we are. So when he says, when he said, now don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high, and then you come out with this Talking in languages you never learned. That sounds hokey. You think I'm going to walk around speaking in a language? Ain't nobody ever told me you out of your ever loving mind. I'm not going down that church. Next thing you know, they're going to bring snakes out. It does sound hokey. Speaking to walls and shouting them down. It's hokey. Putting water in a bucket and taking it as though it's wine. That's hokey. It's hokey. But it's the wisdom of God. Because we're not God. If he tells you to go, go, go fill the water buckets up and, and, and serve it, it, it'll become wine after. Just do it. Well, say how? I don't have any idea. I'm not God and you're not God. Just, if he wants to turn water into wine, let him turn water into wine. Yes. Are y'all allowed to go home? Now, think about this for a minute. Because the average, even though people in charismatic churches speak in tongues a little. And I said a little, a very little. A, a little uh, shandai, shandai, time I bow tie every once in a while. You only praying enough to agitate your own spirit. But Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Spirit of what? Now, here's what happens. Here's what happens. God is only going to talk to you. He's a spirit, and he's only going to talk to your spirit. How do you get God to talk to your spirit? You pray in the Spirit, and you pray in the Spirit, and you pray in the Spirit, and all of a sudden, the scriptures that you needed to know rises up, coming up from the inside of your spirit, and he, I call them fighting words. And the next thing you know, you're walking around quoting a scripture, not out of your head, out of your spirit, man, where God lives. Now you're quoting Rhema, word, just like Elijah speaking to the fire, just like the prophet speaking to dry bone, just like Jesus speaking to a tree. He's giving you words to fight with, the wisdom of God. You can live 
like this. I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to brag on Justin a little bit. But I got to, but I got to, you know, I know some of you think that we're nuts. We think you're nuts. It's okay. <laughs> but Justin finally, when he went deer hunting, finally realized that the Spirit of God was showing where the deer are. It took me years to teach him that. I just wish that I had prayed enough to find out that my gun was on safety. I'm like, God, I didn't even pray this morning or you would have showed me that my gun was on safety. Never mind, never mind. I want you to think about this. During the time I'm there, I don't carry my wallet in the woods because I've actually had it fall out. You don't want it falling out in a thousand acres and you try to figure out where it is. Not good. So I left it in the camper. Well, one day in the camper, we had kids in there. And like he said, when there's a lot of money, that's a temptation. So I took it and I put it in a cabinet and I forgot that I put it there. Don't call it old age. I don't agree with that. Just call it a senior moment if you want to. Okay. So when we're, we're, we've got the camper packed up and we're, we're trying to leave to come home and Justin and Jordan are going to drive the truck home in the camper and Lisa and I are going to take an airplane and come home because at some point you need to fly home and let the boys do the driving. Amen? Amen. It's called the wisdom of God. So Lisa and I, I said, I said, honey, I can't find my wallet. I've lost my wallet. Well, I got frustrated. I'm, and I finally I said, well, I know where I went hunting yesterday and I'm going to have to, we've already packed the, the four-wheeler up because in order for me to carry the four-wheeler, I have to take all the wheels and tires off of it to get it in my truck because I have a short bed. Next time I get a long bed. Amen. Now, so I'm walking up the hill and Justin walks out and goes, Dad, I know where your wallet is. And he walks in the camper, looks behind the, 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 the what do you call that thing? The slide out. The slide out. We already had slid in. And he opens up the cabinet, sticks his hand up in there and pulls my wallet out. Now, how did he know where I left my wallet? Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Now, it makes me mad when Holy Spirit uses him, not me. <laughs> now, I'm pouting because you could have showed me that and not make me look like an idiot in front of my son. He knows where my wallet is. And I oh, never mind, never mind. Now, listen to me. I'm proud of him because he, he's learning to listen to God. God knows where... No, I'm a, can I tell you another story? I'm just going to... There was a man that got a hold of Kenneth Hagin's teaching on how to be led by the Spirit. Do you remember his name, Lisa? What's his name? He, he was a businessman that was supernaturally broke. Someone said he had $2,000. I said he had $200. It don't matter. He didn't have any money. And he got a hold of a bunch of cassettes on how to be led by the Spirit. And he said that from now on, he will never make an investment that he doesn't pray in the Spirit over it. Now, let me tell you something. Holy Spirit will show you all truth, not just Bible. You know that person you married you weren't supposed to? You didn't pray in the Spirit over that. I wish I would have prayed about that. No, you just didn't. You just, oh, they're so cute. And they can quit being cute. I can tell you, cute can quit being cute. I'm trying to. So here's this man with $200, and he gets these investments, and he goes in his closet, and he lays his hands on them, and he prays in the Spirit. And Holy Spirit shows him which ones to make investments and which ones not to. He said one year he gave a million dollars to Ramah. That was only a small percentage of the money. And he stood up and said, since I've been praying in the Spirit over investments, I've never lost a dime. Say, come on. You, you have in you the source of all the knowledge and wisdom of God. Wow, that's my point. I just made, I just made my point. 
sitting around in church going, well, you know, that don't make no sense to me. And that, I read that scripture and that didn't make no sense. And, and why? And just, just listen to me. It might seem simple to you. But if he said, don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. And Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. And he said, inside of you are the very mysteries of God. Every one of us right now in this room can walk in the knowledge of God this side of heaven. I want to say something to make you mad. I've forgotten more Bible than most people I've met ever learned. And I still don't know much. But I have consistently prayed, read my Bible, and pray in the Spirit. And He constantly is opening the Word. He teaches me truth. I'm not smarter than you. I'm better looking than some of y'all. I just have to tell the truth, and you know the truth will make you mad. But anyway, say amen. I'm doing this because I started my sermon this morning with this. How many people I'm meeting just have absolutely no knowledge of God at all? And I'm, I, I, I feel like a school teacher going home and, and, and no one even knows how to read or write. And you're going, why are y'all still in first grade? Why? And, and my heart goes out. We're, we're living in the last days. And the church still waiting on Benny Hinn to do your praying for you. Well, y'all went quiet again. I want you to say this. Say no more. Say, I have the same Holy Ghost that Paul had. I have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Greater is he who's in me than he that's in the world. No reason for defeat. Now, you're, you're going to have fights. Don't get shocked if your enemy attacks you. Don't come to me and go, oh, Pastor, oh, oh, you're not going to believe it, but the devil's after me. And I'm going, I believe it. When you go to the military, they hand you a gun, teach you to shoot because there's someone on the other side trying to kill you. There's someone in the world today trying to kill you. Do you know that? It's coming the devil. It is. Thank you, Don. But God has given you and I. Let me, let me read. Holy Spirit just prompted me to do something. Smith Wigglesworth. God has put us in a place where he expects us to have his latest revelation. The revelation of the marvelous fact of Christ in us and what it means. We can understand Christ fully only as we are filled to overflowing with the Spirit of God, our only safeguard from dropping back into your natural mind in which you will never get anything is to be filled and filled again with the Spirit of God. It is a mandate to be full of God. Beloved, build yourself up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give you a charge. I want everybody in the sound of my voice to start praying at a minimum 30 minutes a day in the Spirit and get your Bible out and start reading. You can read Galatians. You can read Ephesians. Stay out of the Old Testament. It wasn't written for you. You're over there reading about how to cut up an animal for it. It don't mean a thing. Book of Leviticus don't mean nothing to you. I learned how to cut up a lamb chop for God. You know, that's real good. If you're a butcher, I understand that, but right now, the book of Galatians, read it. 
Read the whole thing from beginning to end. Don't just read one scripture. Put your promise box down. Get your Bible out. Read read the whole book of Galatians and pray in tongues. And then that night, go read it at the same book again. Just read it all. Just read it all again. Until the Holy Spirit goes, can I show you something? And I want you to go, oh, Shandai, look at that right there in my Bible. My God, I just learned something. And you're going to head down a road. You're going to go from glory to glory to glory. And then one day you might be able to find deer. Or where clothing is. One day I had a, when I got my motorcycle, I wanted a jeans jacket and I needed a Levi jacket. And I prayed. And the Lord said, go to Sanford, go to Dillard, go in the west door, go to the first rack. The jacket's hanging there. Folks, this is cool. You know, why doesn't everybody want to live like that? Now, Lisa, she wants to shop and shop and shop and shop and shop and shop and shop. And she wants to make sure she saw that deal and then she saw that deal. And eight hours later, she saved $25 and it took her 47 hours to do it. <laughs> I'm teasing her. I'm just picking her. I hate it. Just tell me where the jacket is. Let me go get it and come home. I just don't want to spend all day looking for a jacket. Oh, come on. How many of y'all learned something? There is a knowledge of God that he wants you to walk in. It's revelation knowledge. Y'all ready? Father God, I, I came in here this morning to this quiet, wonderful, partially Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Catholic church. People from every denomination on the planet are in here. and well, Every one of us are at a different place. But there's, but there's, but everybody in the sound of my voice, we have questions. We all have questions. We all want to know. We have things we want to know. Today, I did the best I could to show them where the answers are. They're in the Spirit. You, by your Spirit, will lead us into all truth. Not just a little bit, but I mean, not just Bible, but all truth. I pray that we would hear it and and walk in the light. I also pray that anybody here that's not saved would be. Come out of darkness to light. Anybody not filled with the Holy Ghost would come up this morning and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and walk out of here with a brand new prayer language where they can start praying out your will. And the ones of us that already are born again, filled with the Spirit, that we would begin to use this wonderful gift and not let it lay dormant, but allow it. Allow the Spirit of God in us to take us where we've never been before, to learn things we have never known before. And we give you the praise and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen and amen. Well, I better turn this over to Mr. Money. I want you to say, Pastor Darrell, that was awesome. Thank you. Next time, don't make me prompt you. If we can have our altar workers stand up. If what pastor said to you is ringing in your heart, you don't know Jesus, like Paul said, Ephesians 3, 8, that I would preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. Unsearchable just means you can never find the end to searching. That means to know Jesus, you'll spend eternity knowing the riches of Jesus. Come up today. Receive Jesus as Lord. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues, I will tell you, I do it every single day. It's so much fun because you never know what's coming around every corner. Come up and get filled with the Holy Ghost. Let somebody pray with you and help you. It is a benefit. Don't walk out of here and go, I'm scared. No, do it scared. Come up and get filled with the Holy Ghost. It, it, this is a safe place for you. We're going to shut the lights off, let the people leave quietly, but if you've never been filled with the Spirit of God, come get filled with God. There's no shame in that. There's nothing, we're going to applaud you when you come up, because most of us here do that. So, if the rest of y'all can leave quietly, remember we have Godfest out there on 448 and um, with Lisa, and there y'all can come out and join us. You guys can head out, and the ones that want prayer, you may come up and uh, receive prayer from Zach or Amber or Miss Barbara or Miss Rosa. And God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Sunday. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. 
We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.